guys have a good trip. Tuesday. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? I am good. Yes, I did have a good trip. Sorry, I was jamming the intro song there, but uh, we had a good weekend. Oh. Great Memorial Day um, with the family. I uh, just, gosh, honoring our, our fallen men and women, protecting yeah. this great country. And it was just, it was a great day. It was a great weekend. Much needed family time, just staying close together. And uh, But here we are back Tuesday. Getting back to to the normal schedule, you know. Always looking forward to uh, reading with you and getting back to coaching. And uh, you know, vacations are nice and days off are great. But uh, you know, when you love what you do, you just want to get back to it. So it's good to be back with you. Absolutely, good to hear. Good to hear. It is. It is. It is good to do. Uh, it's good to get back to what you love to do. And and uh, and that's a man starting our day off reading the word. Isn't that awesome? Oh, I love it. I've wonder. missed it. I've missed it. Yeah, yeah it's been a couple days. How was your weekend? Good. Weekend good. was good. Good. Not eventful, relaxing. You know, I'm, I'm um, feeling. I'm feeling ready to lift again. I'm not gonna lift again, but I'm. I'm. I'm excited about lifting again, and my. I'm healing up and just doing good, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good, safe, relaxing weekend with the family. Uh, that's that's fantastic, and here we are. Uh, chapter 6, Exodus, yes. as we're reading the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, book by book, all the way through. We started, obviously, in Genesis 1, and now here we are. So grab your Bible, walking stick, your coffee, your sandals, a few bang energy drinks in the backpack, and let's, uh, or I should say the ghost energy drinks, by the way. Very I good. I heard yeah. all that. Uh, well, Cornell didn't let me down. I, I had my first one over the weekend, and it was very, very tasty, so... Um, uh, let me see here. So promises of deliverance and just a little bit of a recap. And we're going to get right into reading here just because um, we got a short show. Most likely just going to read one chapter here, maybe two, because uh, Brian's got to get going uh, at 630 here Pacific time. So um, we'll get right to it. But a little recap, Brian. This is Moses and Aaron just talking with the, the Pharaoh and saying, hey, be nice to our people. Let us go. Let us. And now, Brian, really quick, Moses and Aaron are not saying free us. We want to leave. Aren't they just asking a to not be treated this way, and then also b just for them to go spend some time praying to God and sacrificing and doing their, you know, um, you know, pay, paying respect to yeah, they, to Yahweh. I mean, isn't that what they're asking? That is correct. They literally just said, hey, take three days. Give us three days. Let us go out in the woods. Wilderness, rather. the way they said it. And let us make our make our sacrifices, pray to worship our God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's how they started this off. They didn't just say, let's all go. Get it. Let us take everything and get out of here. 
just God was prophesying. He was telling Moses earlier, this is what's going to happen, right? So we kind of know the story before the story happens. And now we're in the, in the beginnings of it here. When all he does is, and he does it politely, right? He even says, uh, he says, go ask, go ask Moses, or excuse me, go ask Pharaoh. Basically say, please, let us, let us go out into the woods and let's do our thing, right? But no, no, that's not what happens as we see. Quickly, we'll see here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're asking for three days. That's and, it. You know, I was in a discussion with my wife um, on our road trip, and she brought up the good point of, of that and, and how they're not asking to leave permanently. It's uh, it's truly remarkable how bad this Pharaoh is, you know, and, and this Pharaoh is treating the, the Jewish people, the Israelites, horribly, horribly. Um, it's just sad to read. It's It's... It's horrible, you know, and uh, I'm yeah. just glad that, you know, Aaron and Moses are gaining the courage to go talk to the Pharaoh and ask for these demands. And like you said, politely, and obviously God is, is guiding them and giving them courage uh, because as we know from last chapters, Moses is insecure and doesn't know why God picked him. And uh, right, right. And, and so here we are. Uh, but real quick, before we continue, let, let's pray it in. Um, um, dear Lord, thanks for, for bringing us back to normal schedule today on this Tuesday morning. And uh, we've missed, um, you know, being in your word yesterday, even though we were celebrating the uh, this great country and, uh, and the women and men who who lost their lives fighting for our freedom. And uh, we so we so appreciate you and them and this great country. And uh, we we just we're, we're glad to be back in your word and uh we love you much and thank you for everything amen awesome amen all right starting the day off here we go then the lord told moses now you will see what i will do to pharaoh when he feels the force of my strong hand he will let the people go in fact he will force them to leave this land wow he called it early yeah, he sure did. I mean, he's been calling it, but uh, that's ex- I mean, that's exactly what happens. He will force them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Verse 2. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. And I referred my covenant with them. Under its terms, I promised to give them the land of Canaan, where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel, who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Yeah, I love that. You know, God just saying, "I'm I'm well aware. Like I, I I'm with you guys. I didn't I didn't forget." <laughs> you know, time might pass. Hardship will occur, Brian. Yep. But God's, you know, just kind of re, you know, reassuring his people like, hey, I didn't forget. I got you guys. Right. I got it right. taken care of. Um, Pretty comforting, actually. Yeah. You know, God doesn't forget. You know, it's kind of like, you know, in the, in the garden of Adam and Eve, you know, where are you guys? You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, of course, he knows where the only two people are on the planet. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, yeah. we discussed that obviously back then, but I just love that. God, God knows 
He doesn't forget. He's there. And it is interesting, by the way, I caught here in the first, uh, I think, three. He didn't tell Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob that his name was Yahweh. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I got to go back and look that up. When did he reveal? Who did he reveal Yahweh to? Was it Moses? Well, it seems like here, the God, I am Yahweh, and and God said to Moses, I appear to you. I did not reveal my name to them. I guess so. Hmm. I guess. I mean, he, he. I guess he he did call him he did say he was he you know the names of God um he did he did reveal those to to them if you remember you know he did call them you know uh, Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Rapha as they you know traveled uh there's a couple times where like Jacob um you know made a made an altar and, and the name of the name of this place was you know God provides and so I guess I guess you know, that's an interesting point. Yahweh, that name of God, yeah. Very interesting point. By the way, yeah. Matthias is on the chat board. I'm so glad Matthias joined us, uh, joined us this morning. So good morning, Matthias. And, and Laura uh, is here, Laura Libby. And uh, Will Hawkinson, so good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And, and Matthias, first time here on the Bible study. I've actually talked to him a few times in chat about joining. And... Um, um, We've had some in-depth conversations about Yahweh as we talk about Yahweh, so I'm glad that he's here. I'll just say that. I'll just keep it. I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep it at that. But very awesome, very awesome, Matias. Glad that you uh, jumped on, um, Brian. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, let's continue. That is fascinating about the Yahweh revealing mm-hmm. His name, and again. Uh, verse five, the end of verse five, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Uh, now, then, and now, as we see what's happening in Israel as we speak, and how yeah, crazy right. that is. So um, that's that's fantastic. Full circle. Uh, verse six. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from oppression, and I will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and a great act of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord of your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land. I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am The Lord, verse 9, so Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. Mm. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him to let the people of Israel leave his country. But the Lord, but Lord, Moses objected, my people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to listen? I am such a clumsy speaker. 13. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders for the Israelites and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. Okay, at this point, it sounds like it's no longer just a three-day prayer, uh, pray 
time. It's like now that's it's time good. to go. That's right. It's like finally, uh, God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go. We're gonna lead. The, we're gonna lead everybody out of Egypt. It's time. Yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> Get the U-Haul. He's like, how do I expect him to listen? God's like, well, he's not gonna listen. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna listen. But uh, don't worry, I'll make it happen. God can do all. Yeah, thank God. Well, it, you know, I will free you from your oppression and I will rescue you from the slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and a great act of judgment. Yeah, that's awesome. That is that is interesting. Oh, man, that is interesting. Okay. Yeah, one thing that's amazing that he, when he says, you know, that because of their brutal slavery, they were so discouraged. Yeah. Life, you know? It's tough, man. Life can kick you down. It can, Brian. I mean, yeah, time, can. time. A lot of time passes, and you know, what hard, is hardship? Oh. Hardship is occurring, and yeah, people are just like, no, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any faith anymore. I mean, think about it: four hundred years of of nonstop slavery. So, yeah, you got to keep the faith, and you know, God has a plan. And it, it might seem like a long time for you. And it might seem unfair and it might seem, it just might seem bad and hard, you know, but A, we're not here long, you know, B, right. it, it might seem like a bad thing in our human eyes and our human brain if someone's going through a, a hardship, but you never know. I mean, it, 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 right. it, it's not necessarily bad on, on what God is doing with his plan. You know, well, you got to keep your head up, keep your head on the on the on the prize. You know, keep your yeah. head at the goal. That's the eyes at the prize. You know, yeah, we just must have faith and we must trust. Period. Yeah, at all times. Yep. You know, pe- people go through bad. Everybody goes through hard times and bad times. It's not easy. You That's know? right. And it's, uh, you know, but God, but God has a plan, and you and you got to you have to trust in that, and put and yeah. just rest in that. You know, don't be mad. Don't turn your back to him. You know, the harder the times, the more we should be running to them. Yeah, if you remember, it even said that, that uh, the harder, the more brutal that the Pharaoh in Egypt was, the more prosperous that Egypt, I mean, that Israel became. Mm. So sometimes you just got to put your head, you know, in the midst of all heartache and, and you know, in life, you just got to put your head down and go. Yeah. Well, verse 14, you want me to take this spot? Can we read this one? Yeah, you're out of the car now. It sounds good. Let's go. 14. The ancestors of Moses and Aaron. These are the ancestors of some of the clans of Israel, the sons of Reuben, Israel's oldest son, or Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The descendants became the land, the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jamal, uh, Jamin, oh, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Saul. Shoal's mother was a Canaanite. In the clans of Simeon, these are the descendants of Levi, as listed in their family records. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Mary. Levi lived 137 years old. The descendants of Gershon included Libni and Shimei, each of whom became the ancestor of a clan. The descendants of Kohath, including Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. 
Kohath lived to be 133 years old. The descendants of Mariah included Mahali and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites as listed in their family records. Amram married his father's sister, Jochekbed, and she gave birth to his sons Aaron and Moses. Amran lived 137 years old. The sons of Ishar were Koran, Korah, Nepeg, Zikri. The sons of Uzazel were Mishiel, Eliphan, and Hiri. Aaron married Elisheba, the daughter of Amenadad. Aminadad and sister of Naimshan, Naisham, and she gave birth to sons Nab- Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were were Asur, Elkanan, Abishaph. Their descendants became the sons of Korah. Eleazar, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Petul, and she gave birth to his son. Phinehas. These are the ancestors of Levite families listed according to their clans. The Aaron and Moses, the Aaron and Moses named in this list are the same ones whom the Lord said, "Let the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, like an army." It was Moses and Aaron who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, about leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I'm telling you. But Moses argued with the Lord, saying, I can't do it. I'm clumsy to speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? So a little recap here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going over and, and listing out the, the um, Israel was the, the, the nation of Israel is big time on, um, you know, listing out the, the bloodline and the, and the def- descendants of the family. Mm. That's what we have here. Right before we start with uh, more plagues and more, more, um, more coming up against Pharaoh, I guess uh, the writer here, which is Moses, he just makes another note. So just another confirmation of who we're talking about here. This is the God. The righteous line. Something that stuck out with me actually in verse to go back up really quick to um, verse six. Yeah, it says, uh, "I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment." A powerful arm. You know, in the tribulation, Brian, it says when God brings all the Jewish people back to their homeland of Israel where they're going to reconnect and prosper. It says that before the seven year tribulation, the Jewish people will go through extreme hard times. And it says that, um, they will, uh, not a, a big, a big percentage of Jews will not believe in God. So they're all they're all back together, but they're going to be lacking of faith big time, right before the seven year tribulation hits. But it says that when the Lord comes in to judge the Jewish people um, before the tribulation or during the tribulation, 
I might be a little off here. It's, it talks about again, multiple times about the arm of God. And then I just, sorry, Brett was talking about this on Sunday and I see it again here. It says in verse six, chapter six, the arm of God. It's like multiple times it speaks about the arm of God, like reaching, you know, gathering, forcing, um, gathering, judging, separating. It's just the arm of God. I don't know. I don't know the meaning of that. What's your opinion on that? But just how mighty he is, how big he is. Just go ahead. I think all all of that, right? You use your arm to, to, um, you know, to, to, to cause force to happen it's your you know it's how it's it's almost like an example of you know clearly it's not the arm of god you know flailing or it's anything it's just an example um of how you know the arm is the uh is the example of the power the the using of force the using of of um you know the power of God, like you said, He gathers them into to the land of Israel. He protects them. He He slaughters the the enemy who's trying to to take over His people and, and kill His people. And that's you know that's where you're. Uh, you know we don't we normally don't just you know we're not armless. So our arms are what shows and what where we act. So I believe that's exactly what yeah. it's, it's saying here. You know, like because in the in the book of in the book of Revelation. And Ezekiel, the the Bible is pretty clear. Like when you know, at the end, when when nations come up to attack Israel, you know, this is when they when they when they don't believe and they sign a treaty with the with the enemy, the Antichrist, right? Mm-hmm. Then when that happens, and he breaks that treaty, you know, the Antichrist, then they realize, oh, we've been fooled. Right? He's the one. You know, and that's when God opens their eyes, and when they they come again, and then when the nations come against Israel. Mm. What does he do? He uses his force, his arm, his power. That's it. And he shuts them down. You just nailed it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it. you're much more knowledgeable than I am on this. So I, I, I set up the layup and you slam dunked it. That's exactly what I'm talking about there in that just whole scenario towards the end of time. Um, yep. I know, Brian, you got to go there, but I just saw the arm. I think that's interesting. And I know you got to go, but it does say I will deem you with a powerful arm. Not necessarily maybe his arm, but just like you're talking about, it's, it's just that almost that metaphor there. Um, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. I know you got to roll. Do you got to run right now, Brian? I could end the show. I think he's off. Brian, can you hear me? Yeah, I have another, sorry. I have another obligation. Yeah, right, right. Right, right now. now. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later, brother. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, thank we'll you. We'll see you in the morning, man. Yes, sir. I'll keep it rolling for a few more minutes here. So, okay, guys. Yeah, Brian had to go. He has a a, a work call that he had to uh, attend. I guess was kind of a last minute thing that popped up um, last night. So, uh, I guess uh, you know, I don't want to read without Brian, of course. So we'll do seven and eight tomorrow morning. Uh, we just read chapter six. If you're just listening for the first time, get caught up, Matthias. I can't. Uh, tell you enough how glad I, I am you're here get caught up though go back listen to them um you know at this point exodus 6 might take you a while but hey we'd love to have you go back and listen and, and get caught up or you could literally read yourself to get caught up of course or you could even just go to youtube and type in you know genesis exodus and uh, they have free um 
what do you call it? Where the, uh, some dude will just read it to you <laughs> at a pretty, at a pretty nice pace. Um, so, uh, you can, you can go either way there. Uh, we do have an Instagram account, black, white, and sometimes red. It's a really great account. It's just for the show as me and Brian Neitch, uh, read the Bible, read God's word and just pray and talk and chat and study and just start the day too. just, uh, just being grateful and being appreciative and, um, and, and walking in God's word and studying. I think it's very important every morning. Uh, even if you listen to this show later on during the day, record it. It's okay. Anytime, anytime is good. Uh, but we like to go live right here in the morning. And so thanks for joining us. So here we are, Pharaoh and Aaron talking with the new Pharaoh, by the way, the bad Pharaoh miss the old Pharaoh. They're in Egypt. At first they were trying to get away to go pray for a few days. Pharaoh was no way. He turned the volume up on the horrible antics of the, of the slavery and the, the, the Hebrews are being treated horribly here. But as it says here, you know, God said, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Speaking about, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, well aware and that, and that just goes right there for us all, you know, um, Jewish people, Christians, it, it right there. It just, it just shows that, you know, we're both in a covenant. The Christians, we have a covenant. The Jews have a covenant and, you know, God is well aware of the covenant. And I just absolutely, what great news that is for us as we read this morning that, I mean, we should be, we should be celebrating right now. You know, and um, God has a plan. He loves us. There's a plan. And I know sometimes it's it's hard to understand the plan. But we must just trust in him. Just lay your sword down. And uh, man, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing thing. You know, there's free will. There's God's plan. It all works together as one. Do we understand? No. I like to say that just because. If you try to figure it out, it's just impossible. We have pea brains. We're human flesh. We're not supposed to know everything. We're not supposed to understand. Are we supposed to study, pull back layers, learn? Absolutely. Have some questions, have some great conversations. Absolutely. But at the same time, there's, there's that same blend of like, we want to do all those things. But at the end of the day too, we want a healthy blend of just laying your sword down. Just lay your sword down. Right? At Jesus' feet. Just lay it down. Just, man, I have faith. Full faith. Oh, man, I tell you. Your life will change. But, um, yeah, happy Tuesday. We'll get out of here. It's 635. Uh, chapter 6. We would read 7, but Brian had to go. Uh, here, you know, here, toward the end of 6. Uh, Moses still just insecure. If you're listening for the first time, we've talked about how Moses is insecure. And a lot of, a lot of times, you know, people think that Bible characters and uh, the people in the, you know, the Bible of these, these amazing true stories that they were these, these strong, perfect, never sinned, amazing men. And that's just so far from the truth. It's ridiculous. It's the exact opposite. I mean, of course they were all amazing, but 
every one of them fell short. Every one of them is a sinner. The only, the only person in the world that's never sinned was Jesus. And, uh, insecurities, fear, doubt, um, struggles. I mean, just, you know, God used Moses, a man that kept saying over and over to God, I'm clumsy. I can't speak. I have no confidence. I'm bad with people. Like, who am I? You know, insecure. I mean, this, you know, God works and uses just all kinds of different people. You know, I mean, look at, um, it's just, it's an amazing thing. It gives us all hope. You know, it gives us all um, great hope that if Moses, if, if God can use Moses, man, he could, man, he's working through us for sure. Because Moses, even though with his insecurities and his doubt and his, and his, and his sin, you know, Moses is still a bad dude in a good way. Like, a, <laughs> he's the man. He's awesome. He's great. And uh, that gives us hope as well that, uh, you know, we can be that way as well. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll get out of here. We'll see you guys later on uh, for the regular weightlifting talk at 2.30. We'll see you guys back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Pacific time as we read chapters 7 and 8 for the full hour for tomorrow morning. And let's just stay in God's word. That's it. Let's read. Let's study. It's right here in front of us. We're all the way up to Exodus 6. We haven't skipped one word. In complete order, here we are. Learn and walk. Learn and walk. Steady path. That's what we're doing all the way through. No human opinion is going to mess us up. Nobody's going to twist the words. Nobody's going to just jump back and forth all over the Bible so much that we get confused and they try to you know, take their... Uh, you know, whatever their plan is to twist things and mess with things and, you know, none of that here. Just straight through, word by word. Here it is. Nobody's going to be confused. Nobody's going to be lied to. I have a friend that, uh, I know I've said three times now we're getting off, but as I talk about this and in the importance of just reading God's word is so important. And I think I will go down this, this rabbit hole for just one minute here as we talked last show or two shows ago about religion. And I have a buddy that, um, at his church was, he wanted to be saved. And in order to be saved, he had to write an essay and then he had to take five counseling sessions with the pastor, um, to explain why he wants to be saved and to defend and to prove that he's a believer in in God and that he believes in Jesus Christ. Um, just essay, sessions, uh, uh, proving to human flesh, to a man, in order to be saved. Now, if you're listening right now thinking that's insane, that happens all over the world, all over the country, all the time. It's things like that. Human opinion, human flesh, human ideas that are so, so far from being biblical. It's ridiculous. And look, most of my life till 2016, you know, I've 
went to tons of different churches here and there, scattered throughout the country. I've lived in many different places, and I just I was always just so confused on what the heck was going on. I never really understood. Everybody was telling me these different things. I'm hearing stories that you got to go through counseling sessions to be saved. I'm hearing stories about this and that. You know, and it wasn't until I, I went to my church, Athey Creek, where the pastor just says, okay, open your Bibles. Here we are. Let's continue. Word for word. Here we go. We're not going to skip a word. So, whoa, whoa. We're, we're going to read the. Oh, wow. Interesting. We're going to read the Bible all the way through. Okay. Oh, okay. This Everything's starting to connect. This book connects with this book and this character and these chapters and the painting is being painted in front of me and gosh, nobody can duke me now. Nobody can trick me. It's right here. Oh, isn't that a beautiful thing? It's right in front of you. I'm looking right at it. You are too. And we're just going to study and read and have conversations. Yeah, there's sometimes we might have a little bit of a back and forth and you know, maybe even an argument might spark up because, you know, there's things that we're not supposed to know. You know, aliens being seen right now, UFOs in the sky. What does that mean biblically? This, this, this. You know, you can have an argument about that, but, you know, we're not supposed to know everything. Don't forget that. Okay. We're only humans. We're supposed to know what's in front of us. And at the end of the day, we're just supposed to just love God. And uh, live for him. He's not living for us. And I think that's something that a lot of a lot of people forget. So I think that's what's so magical about what we're doing here. And, and what other people do as well. I'm obviously just kind of copying uh, my church that I go to, Athey Creek. I always just like to kind of give credit where credit's due. Just because uh, I know that's, that they didn't create that model, of course. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that I just, I, it's, in, it's changed my life completely. And um, talking to Brian, we want to do the study and we're like, you know what, like, let's, let's kind of just do this model and just go through and not miss a word and just learn with other, everybody else. Let's study. And that's what we're doing here. And I think it's important. So uh, we'll see you guys back tomorrow morning, 6am Pacific time. Salute.